I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. My guests for this episode are Todd Clauser and Alex Mercado, who will be appearing in Madison, Wisconsin at the Garver Patio on Friday, May 14th, in a show presented by Blue Stem Jazz. Downbeat Magazine has called pianist Alex Mercado one of the finest jazz musicians that Mexico has produced. The Philadelphia Inquirer says that guitarist Todd Clauser spices the all-American vibe of Bill Frizzell with some Jimi Hendrix fire. Uh, welcome, Alex and Todd. This is the uh, first installment of what is somewhat ironically called the Showbiz Roundup podcast. <laughs> it, it's interesting to call a podcast about improvised music um, showbiz, but it's kind of funny. Anyway, thank you both for being here. Um, Alex and Todd are bringing a show to Madison on May 14th, a double bill at the Garver patio that's presented by Blue Stem. Uh, I thought maybe we could just start there, a little rundown of what the show uh, entails, like which bands are coming, the lineup, and what the repertoire is going to be like, things like that. Sure. Well, yeah, Alex and I are both showbiz experts, for sure. So this is a good, you got the right guys for your inaugural, for your first, ex, your initial episode. <laughs> um, the Yeah, so we're doing this joint tour um, between a project of mine, or music of mine, that's called Cinema Music for Unmade Film. Which is, it's kind of jazz tuned, but a little more maybe ethereal, uh, a little more open improv wise textural uh this yeah this concept of making music for movies that aren't made yet and provoking the audience uh to potentially create those films whether they be uh real or, or imaginary so that's the concept of that project and that's we're doing a tour all week and that's what we'll be playing me and alex and rodrigo Villanueva on the drums uh that night in madison and then Alex uh is also going to play a set with his trio uh, alex mercado trio which alex can tell you about yeah, I'm really pleased uh, to to be doing this tour with with Todd. I love his his music. I love his uh, vibe. I love the way the music opens itself, uh, and we can do whatever we want. I mean, it's not a style precisely. It's not about uh, jazz. It's just about feeling the music and trying to to provoke these images along. Uh, with the music and hopefully uh, uh, doing the same with the with the audience and then as Todd uh, just mentioned uh, we're going to play uh, with my trio Alex Mercado trio which uh, is uh, a trio that has been established for uh, quite some years we have uh, four albums and we are precisely going to be playing the music from the latest album called Exilio Exilio uh, was uh, written entirely during the uh, uh, pandemic and uh, it, it, it uh, has this feeling of you know uh, uncertainty it has uh, all the songs are about the exile going from an old way of living towards a new way of living which uh, we have to adapt in order to survive so uh, many of the titles are related to this uh, uh, concept it's all original compositions of mine it's it's jazz but it has uh, all sorts of uh, uh, influences uh, mainly classical music I, I I have to say that that uh, when I write I, I, I uh, try to uh, 
uh, have this uh, print or this uh, seal of, of the classical uh, style mixed, of course, with uh, improvisation. And in this album in particular, uh, I, I uh, use music uh, from other countries like Middle Eastern music, uh, Brazilian music, uh, so that it's, it's like embracing all the world just as as the pandemic uh, affected all the world. So I'm very happy to play this uh, music with uh, Rodrigo Villanueva on drums and John Christensen on bass. We played last year, we did a, a small tour uh, last year and, and so the music is starting to, you know, our, our music is starting to get known over there. So I'm, I'm really happy to come back. So Alex, that's that particular trio you've worked with in the past here in the Midwest. Um, how many years have you worked with John and Rodrigo? Uh, this is going to be the second year uh, with Rodrigo. It's going to be the third tour. And every time he comes here to Mexico City, we, we play also. But I have my trio here in Mexico, the, you know, the local trio, which we move around the city and we move around the country. Sometimes we tour outside. And, uh, and every time I go to the U.S., it's really a, a, a pleasure to play with Rodrigo and John. So with these particular uh, musicians, it's going to be the second year. Right. So my next question is sort of the inevitable question that everyone is asking these days. And it relates to actually the subject matter of Alex of your new record. And that is, you know, what, what did uh, your professional lives look like pre-pandemic? You know, what did you do during the pandemic? And then, you know, what do they look like now going forward as as we, you know, hope to become more active and maybe get on the road a little more? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. For me, pre-pandemic, it was just really an insane amount of touring all the time and playing live. Sometimes a lot of gigs in Mexico City, too. But I don't know, you know playing over 200 nights a year for sure. Um, and that's what I always wanted to do, what I worked to do. Um, and then just what I got accustomed to doing. Um, yeah, in, in all senses, that's kind of how I survived. Uh, uh, so then, of course, in the pandemic, Kevin, Germany with another band that I have, and we kind of just escaped just in time, got back to Mexico. Um, and really not, yeah, I feel like since that time, I've gone through so many different phases of figuring out what to do with myself during this time. Uh, at the beginning, it was like, I'm going to make use of this and write a bunch of music. And I wrote these EPs called Solitary Daydreams and sent them to other soloists uh, to record. Uh, and that was really cool. It kept me, you know, collaborating and creating um, busy enough to not be in panic, perhaps. Uh, and then it was like, OK, well, that <laughs> it was like, OK, that that got boring. And I was like, OK, we're going to do some live stream concerts and try to be performing and keeping that alive, keeping in touch with uh, people who have listened to the music that I make for for years now. Uh, and then that, you know, that worked for a little bit and then that seemed to get kind of boring. Um, yeah. And then on to the next thing. So I think it's just been for me just trying to keep energy alive, to keep making music, uh, keep feeling like this makes sense. Uh, like we can keep living from this. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, now I guess, yeah, getting back to scheduling, scheduling concerts and thinking about tours and all that sort of stuff, but also, you know, the uncertainty of not not knowing exactly how that's going to be received, uh, how that's going to feel. Um, so yeah, I guess I really don't have clarity and I haven't had much clarity the whole time. It's just been about uh, keeping the music alive, keeping creating and 
now looking for yeah being able to get back on the road play with alex play with rodrigo uh and share this music is is exciting yeah for me uh it it it, it was uh really surprising it was you know all of a sudden we 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 didn't have any 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 places to play but the last year i it was my third year of a grant of a government grant which helped me drive my creative uh, process towards two goals the exilio exile album and also a book i wrote a book about uh, learning music as a language and uh, uh, those two things kept me going and kept me active uh, during the whole year and then I, I, I released them at the end of the year so for me the uh, the the most uh, you know the most the, the period that I, I really felt nothing was happening was January of this year when I realized well I wrote the book I, I recorded the album now I, I have nothing else to go. <laughs> With, uh, so I have to create these opportunities and I, I've been active with uh, concerts online I've been active uh, with uh, you know teaching and composing and arranging and, and, and doing some things so uh, I'm looking forward for, for the next I think I think music is gonna come back uh, with a, a push with a special drive because people are needing it uh, yesterday I played a live concert and people were went crazy uh, with some of the solos and, and you know people uh, really need music and, and and now that they haven't got gotten it uh, uh, for quite some time I think it's gonna it's gonna come with come back with with a lot of strength I, that's my hope I think so too I think you know there's so much demand right now that you know can't be satisfied it, it'll it just depends on when it's safe to do what we need to do and you know, once it becomes safe enough, I think it's going to be amazing. The other thing that I think is going to be super interesting is just to to listen and and hear the things that have been created during the pandemic by various people. I think there's going to be a sort of a special aspect to that. It's going to be very interesting. Um, <clears throat> Todd, on your website, you have a story about working with Anton Fear, and. Uh, oh. Anton Fear is probably not a household name. I, he's a he's a household name in my household, but that's because of his work with Bob Mould and his uh -huh. uh, solo records post Husker Du. Anyway, uh -huh. um, that got me to thinking a little bit about uh, sort of the roles of mentorship and apprenticeship mm -hmm. in in the work in this musical work. And I don't know if either of you, Todd, you might want to share that story or some other story of you know, how your career has been affected by mentorship or apprenticeship with, um, you know, older musicians or more established musicians beyond like mm -hmm. teachers. I mean, teachers are super important, but also sort of that working relationship. Oh God. Yeah. I don't remember exactly that. The Anton story. Of course, I remember working with Anton, a really brilliant producer, musician, drummer, thinker, just, uh, yeah. Creative, creative person, creative spirit. Um, but when I think of mentors, I've, I've, yeah, I've been so lucky. Um, maybe just by when I, you know, when I was younger, I would just seek out here musical heroes, you know. And it really started with um, I loved the band Medeski Martin and Wood, 
So I would go and I'd try to, uh, I'd get in touch with Billy Martin, however I could get in touch with John Medeski and just ask for classes, you know, and time we'd kind of become friends. They'd, they'd teach me, share all that they could. And those guys really kind of took me under their, their wing. They introduced me to guys like Steven Bernstein, the trumpeter leader of this band, Sex Mob, um, great arranger. And over time, I just, yeah, kept taking classes with these guys, trying to stay as close as I could without driving them totally nuts. Um, and that worked. And then we ended up becoming collaborators. Um, you know, I remember I would ask Billy to play on a record of mine or invite Medeski down to Mexico to do a tour. Uh, you know, being pretty ambitious with that, like thinking, I mean, thinking that I could pull that off musically. Um, and it just allowed me, yeah, allowed my confidence to grow. Uh, just to feel how these guys play, feel how John plays, um, be there on stage with him and feel uh, how committed he is to the music um, allowed me to grow a ton. Um, and those, you know, that's part of this, like living in music and having a career in music is that those are really the most beautiful moments. Like just being able to connect with these guys, not only, you know, heroes, but just collaborators, connect with Alex and get to know each other uh, by way of, of music, you know, find how we can sort of negotiate our personalities to create this, this greater whole um you know i and i think when i like when alex and i started playing together i think it seemed like a strange combination to some people who maybe know at least in mexico city who know our, our music our music's maybe i play in more rock bands or i do songs and stuff and alex is more known as a jazz pianist and it seemed like a strange combination to me and it never you know seemed that way it just seemed like very yeah a natural um yeah something we could we could find a, a collective voice um based on our you know commitment to music and all this sort of stuff so yeah, I guess maybe that's a long answer to, to, to mentorship, but just this collaborative process and getting to know people uh, is just a really human thing and, and just a really beautiful thing of being able to, uh, to live a life in music. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, uh, I since I uh, started playing, uh, since, since I started coming back to being active uh, in the scene, in the jazz Mexico scene, especially with my first albums, I saw, uh, you know, the collaborations. I, 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 I sought for, uh, you know, learning from collaborating with all the musicians that I, I worked with, uh, especially in my second album when I uh, played with Antonio Sanchez and Scott Colley. For me, it was really a, a mentorship, a, a really a, a learning experience because we went to the studio and, and they embraced the music and they made me sound, you know, uh, a lot better than I used to. And I mean, they pushed me towards my my limits and, and, and beyond. And I, I really uh, took much from that experience. And, and from that experience, I, I I, I learned that every every collaboration teaches you, every uh, collaboration makes you grow, and and that's exactly what happens with with Todd. I always um, say that he's a, a great example, uh, you know, on teaching uh, without teaching or teaching or preaching with the music, and you know how. Uh, music can transform society, especially with all the work uh, he does with the uh, music mission. And, and uh, so for me, also, the work with Todd has been a mentorship and I've learned a lot from it. And, you know, that kept me going. And it's a, it's a great example to never lose hope. Uh, you know, you, you sometimes you get, get tired of 
you know, uh, writing mails and and, and 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 looking for places to play your music and and uh, Todd is one of the few examples that you should never get tired. Uh, and uh, I, I learned a lot from it, and and I think we're lucky to to be here, and we're lucky to to have this tour going. Cool. It sounds like the hustle never ends, right? <laughs> That's definitely true. Yes. Yeah. It also sounds like there's, I mean, people don't, you know, nobody um, gets hired by Art Blakey anymore to go on the road for 300 dates a year. It's it's like you kind of have to use a little bit of entrepreneurship to create those situations where you can invite someone like Antonio Sanchez in to record and, you know, things like that. So that's very cool. Um, I guess my last question, you know, as as we're here in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and don't really have a lot of experience with the jazz and improvised music scene in Mexico, for example. What's, what, is the, what is the scene like in Mexico City and what's going on? Well, well, Alex is from there, so he can maybe give a, a broader perspective, historical perspective on how, how things are. But I've been in Mexico City now uh, about 10 years. And I just felt like when I got to Mexico City, I was... Mm. I was super naive. I had no idea that there was a, a you know creative music scene or improvised music scene or jazz scene or whatever. Uh, I just really had no idea that that was happening. And it was happening. You know, it's definitely grown a lot since then. But it was happening. There were incredible musicians, and I just saw like a ton of opportunity. There are a ton of different ways to make new things happen, make new collaborations happen, coll collaborate with music, traditional music from Mexico, collaborate with uh, creative music. Yeah, noise artists in Mexico City. It was all this stuff. Um, and it was just super inspiring. It's where I wanted to be for, for some time. One second. So, yeah. Single minutes. Sorry. Did you get a parking ticket? Yeah. No, I didn't get a parking ticket yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just felt like there was just this energy to Mexico City that I wanted to be a part of, uh, to the musicians, the way that they were playing music. Um, there was like a just this yeah, this need to express this kind of wild energy that I just wanted to be a part of that I related to. Uh, and I just started playing all that I could with, with everybody there. Uh, and there, from there, I just feel like in the last five years, it's really grown. Everybody started wanting to, back 10 years ago, nobody was touring Mexico. We started doing our own kind of van tours, road tours, going to Querétaro, going to Morelia. It seemed like unheard of, definitely unheard of to people in the States. Uh, and it wasn't as common uh, as it is now for Mexican musicians. We just started going around touring all over the country. This band I have called the Love Electric. Super fun getting to play in all these new places. Uh, and I think, yeah, about five years ago, then a lot of uh, international music friends started wanting to come down to Mexico and they saw it as a place where your music could really be, there was space, you know, and your music could really be received there. Uh, and so more and more international collaborations now, and that's kind of influenced what's happening in Mexico City. Uh, and it's been an exciting time to be there in Mexico City. We'll see how it feels uh, when the you know, post-pandemic. Uh, but it's a really, really special place, a special scene that I feel really fortunate to be be a part of. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's really exciting uh, the musical scene uh, here because there's a lot of. Uh, but it's mainly because it's uh, 25 million people living here, so it, it, expressions are boiling. You know, there's many. Styles uh, sharing uh, the stages like folk, folk style and jazz and rock and every style, style you, you name, it's here. And there's 
there's a scene to every style. So, and, and there's uh, many things going on the street, the street musicians, uh, there's uh, Mexican uh, folk music sounding, you know, all over the place. And for the jazz scene, it, it has been especially uh, tough. It's, all, it's always a struggle to, to find somewhere to play, you know, places open, then, then they, they close and then they try and then they fail and then we have to find but the thing is that uh, music always finds its its place to, to to play and and there's uh, several clubs that have been uh, uh, surviving especially this crisis and they are keep going they are keeping uh, the things going and and um, there's uh, quite some projects there's a lot of projects in the jazz scene and in the rock and in the independent scene going on each 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 of them are trying to find their their own place but you know with the platforms and 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 you know the streaming and and uh internet it's been more and more this uh, uh, there's a, a lot of presence uh, of these types in the social networks you know among among the people that follow the scene there's there's always some things going and uh, of course there's a lot of, of awareness that has to be built with the audience you know as you know as anywhere in the world i guess and also we have to make the awareness of that mexican scene exists outside outside of mexico right? whenever i go to europe every time i go to europe people don't know what the mexican jazz sounds like so that's that's what that's the next step we have to go out more which now it's harder ironically but we have to try to go out more and and make that awareness happen on, on that note um thank you both so much it's been a real pleasure to talk to you today um we look forward to seeing you todd and alex here in madison at the blue stem show on may 14th thank you michael thanks man thanks alex thank you michael thanks todd a pleasure to be here and looking forward to it that's it for the first installment of the Showbiz Roundup. If you'd like more information about this show or any of the past or future shows presented by Blue Stem Jazz, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletickbuzz.com. Catch you later. <laughs>